successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show on KMBZ 980 AM. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes and Stitcher via podcast as well as at Grill Nation Show. Dot com Our website been getting a lot of hits lately, and I appreciate that. Uh, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show before we get started with this big show today. The title sponsors of the Grill Nation show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink. The contributors to the show, Guest Coast, uh, are the Rieger KC and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, One Light Luxury Apartments, and Reactor Design Studios, and Clifton Alexander. One of our uh, great title sponsors of the Grill Nation show is with me today, Michael Viazzoli, President and CEO of MoBank, BOK Financial. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you very much. Very excited about today's show. We are going to have on Joe Reardon as our guest, who's the President and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Joe is a uh, interesting guy. He he's a law lawyer, has a law degree, uh, got a political science degree, I believe, in undergrad. Got his JD from KU. Worked in uh, law for a while at a uh, prominent firm in KCK, and then uh, ran for office. Was the uh, mayor of uh, Unified Government of Wyandotte County, KCK, uh, for about eight years, two terms in the 2005 to 13, and did a lot of good stuff there. And then has now. Uh, I had a couple other gigs since then, but is now the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Going to have him on today to talk about uh, Better KCI, uh, talk about regionalism, and also talk about some of the other initiatives they have going on and maybe some things Kansas City does well and some things that we need to work on. So it should be pretty exciting. You helped set this up. You've been involved with Joe in the past. Yeah, the thing about Joe is it's really neat to kind of see his progression and kind of his different career steps he's taken. Each of them has been very big on regionalism, connecting regionally, trying to understand the economic drivers behind our overall success as a region is if we work together. And I think he's done a good job of that over time and then match that experience and capacity with what our Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce is really tasked with doing. And it and actually has taken that burden on themselves to act as that local regional coordinator and I hope we're going to talk about a few things that really exemplify what that means. Mm-hmm. We'll get into more about Joe here in a little bit. How have you been? What have you been up to at MoBank BOK Financial? You know, for me, it's it's been actually a great a great first half of the year. Uh, needs to say, I enjoyed Labor Day mm-hmm. and had a, a, some time to kind of reflect on kind of where we as a business are. And um, the last couple of weeks have been pretty pretty invigorating mm-hmm. and each day is just another opportunity another example of why we brought these two organizations together and how that's proving out and how we're differentiating ourselves every day is also an opportunity to do things better and so we're very focused on that but with every interaction i have internally i, I think about the talent that i'm visiting with that we've hired that we've recruited 
and and that are part of our kind of corporate family and I match that up with our client base and how um how uh, I like to believe that our people really reflect our community and um being a part of that and it's uh it feels really good. Mm-hmm. So you're excited and you you've had a good first year with the uh, merger. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean not we, the merger. What are you what are you going to call it? Well, the I acquisition. Mean, <laughs> the technical of it, it's it a collaboration. An, it was an acquisition by BOK Financial, but it, on the local level, when you think about size and scope of what Bank of Kansas City was, think about what Missouri Bank and Trust was, you put those together the way Grant Bertram and I really thought about it was how do we meld these two things? You know, is a is it kind of a modern family type situation? Is it a uh, a true integration of you know we've created our own framework for operating in our market for us that is different than elsewhere in BOK Financial. Mm-hmm. And that makes us also unique in terms of what our culture is and what, what kind of where we place our priorities. And Grant and myself and our leadership team, we've just yesterday, we had another kind of really neat session about what it is we can take. What else can we do to take it a step further? Mm-hmm. Michael Viazzoli, uh, guest host and contributor, uh, title sponsor of the Grill Nation show with MoBank, BOK Financial. The website is MoBank.com. Joe Reardon again is our guest today on the show. We uh, we'll do three segments with Joe. We could have probably done. We probably could do like ten of them with yeah, him. Yeah, uh, They'll probably fly by today. But it, if you're interested at all in what the region's doing as far as uh, growth in your business or a, a citizen of any of the great cities, it'll be a really cool show. Uh, one thing we're going to talk about is with better KCI and then a new terminal, which will be on the ballot in November in Kansas City, Missouri. So if you're Kansas City, Missouri resident, uh, make sure you get out and vote. Are kind of the uh, the business case for it. <clears throat> and I think people don't realize that, you know, major companies and throughout this community are making thousands of flights a week yeah. through KCI and they're greatly affected by the lack of nonstop flights, yeah. uh, when trying to transport their employees. And also too, we're going to get into the Amazon, uh, bid. And one of the things that they want is an international airport, right? Mm-hmm. And we have one, but we only have a few international flights. Uh, Kansas City has the ability to grow on that and have more international destinations. I think, 300 people uh, leave Kansas City every day to travel internationally uh, to Europe, which I mm-hmm. thought was pre- – Joe will probably get into that, but it's pretty fascinating. Uh, so there's all these different issues, but the business community uh, really need a new terminal they're, they're, for, for their employees, for the growth of our companies, for job creation, uh, not just construction jobs, but also job creation uh, with our businesses. And from my perspective, there's a couple of different ways, a couple of different angles to that. One is – as a company headquartered here in Kansas City, and whether you're a sole proprietor, you've got 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, if you want to grow your business, you need access outside of the Kansas City region, and sure. you need a an airport that will provide that for you. Mm-hmm. And if we do not take steps to make it a facility that airlines are willing to operate in, we're going to lose service. So our own businesses are going to be impacted by that. Not That's to a mention, good example of one thing people don't think about yeah. is that, you know, the airlines need this. They want oh. this. And they're the ones that. The big piece <laughs> they, of his operation. Yeah, they're, right. the, they're the people that drive us in, or fly us around the country. Yeah. Uh, also, too, from the international point of view, I mean, getting people through customs and all those things, yeah. too, are an issue right now. But also think about as, as, as I do when I travel different places, if I have to switch over planes or stop somewhere, I think about. What are the amenities? What's the convenience of that airport where I'm going to have to switch planes? Mm-hmm. Or if I need to go there for the day and come back, I will make a decision based on how easy, how convenient, 
how hospitable that that particular airport is. And we need people to be flying more through Kansas City, using Kansas City as a hub as they get to kind of elsewhere. And so if we don't do that, people are going to intentionally avoid coming through Kansas City. Less flights. We've seen St. Louis get more. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, exactly. I think, too, uh, on that note, uh, 90% or close to 90% I've heard of the um, travelers who pay, you know, the fees and the travelers yeah. that come through KCI yeah. are from other places. Well, exactly. They're not they're not from here. So when you hear the people out there saying it's convenient, well, it's going to be just as convenient. But we got to remember, too, that 90% of the people aren't residents of our city. The, the other piece of it is just selfishly, if I'm at the airport waiting for a flight with my family, I don't want to have to worry about how long the line is at the bathroom. <laughs> and so, um, the that, easy that's, things that's to another pick one, away. Right? Right? Oh, yeah. So Michael Viazzoli is with me today and we're going to have Joe Reardon coming in here in a second, presidency of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Joe has given over 75 speeches through the community about better KCI. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to talk to him today. Also going to get into some other issues with Joe about the Kansas City region and things that we can do to become a better uh, region and city. You're listening to Grill Nation Show. Appreciate Michael Vizzoli for joining me as well today. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation Show on KMBZ 980 AM. Appreciate you joining us as well on iTunes and Stitcher Radio today as well as at GrillNationShow.com. You can always connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Excited about our uh, our partner in the show, MoBank, BOK Financial, Michael Viazzoli is with me again today. I appreciate him joining me uh, every month and uh, really doing a great job with what he's doing in, at, at MoBank, BOK Financial, and also with uh, helping set up guests uh, and movers and shakers in Kansas City for the show. I appreciate it, Michael. Happy to do it. Welcome back to the show. Uh, our guest today is uh, Joe Reardon, who's the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. And uh, there's a lot of things happening right now in the Kansas City region, so we thought it'd be good to have Joe come on today to talk about some of those things, one of which is the Better KCI uh, campaign, a, a movement for a New terminal at uh, Kansas City International Airport, which is obviously going to be on the ballot in November. Exciting news. Uh, we're strong proponents of that here at, at the show. Also, I want to talk to him about some of the initiatives, other initiatives that the chamber is working on, as well as some of the things Kansas City has going for it and some of the things that we need to work on as a region. So uh, without further ado, welcome to the show, Joe Reardon. How are you? Thank you very much, Jason. It's good to be both with you and Michael. And I didn't know you were on Stitcher. I'm going to have to Look you I am. There, yeah. we reach, that's that's kind of where we get a lot of our listeners here. I'm a Stitcher fan. We get so. we get the older crowd at uh, 980, and we get the younger crowd on iTunes. <laughs> that's that's so. great. Awesome. That'll so be fun. Yeah. Um, okay, Joe. So I didn't mention you were also the mayor of uh, Kansas City, Kansas, but the Unified Government right. of Wyandotte County, right? Uh, and also an attorney. Correct. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I know you went to KU. Law. Law and Rockhurst undergrad. undergrad. Yeah. And you stuck around in Kansas City. Tell us about kind of the progression and. Uh, I guess you are a recovering attorney as well. I'm a recovering attorney, a a recovering politician. Uh, (laughs) We have a lot uh, in common. That's right. No, that's right. (laughs) And uh, I I will say one thing. Normally, I don't really dive into this, but uh, I spent a semester in Washington, D.C. when I was an undergrad and interned for um, Mo Udall, who was Mm -hmm. uh, a U.S. uh, representative from Arizona. It was a really great experience and kind of learned a little bit about D.C. But I haven't strayed very far from home. I love Kansas City. It's 
it's it's my home. It will always be my home. Uh, I think no matter what. So. That's always a tough uh, tough thing. Is DC? There's a lot of opportunities for guys like Joe and I. Of yeah. you know when you're you're going through law school and you're interested in politics and, but for some reason you know it, it's it's not my favorite place to live. I lived there too for a while uh, compared to Kansas City. It's a, it's a great place to, to visit. It's yeah. a great city, and it's it's become even better over time. I mean, in fact, they've done some great redevelopment in in Washington D.C. It's real pretty, estate's expensive. It's, there. Real estate has gotten real expensive there. Yeah, very expensive. No doubt. So, Joe, you kind of uh, talk to us about you know your political uh, background as a mayor. I think that's pretty interesting. I was mayor for eight years. Uh, enjoyed every minute of it. I I do come from a political family um, from Wyandotte County. My grandfather was a county commissioner and county clerk and um my dad was mayor of Kansas City Kansas for 12 years. He passed away when he was 45 and I was always the kid that said I I'm never going to do, you know, mm-hmm. that political thing. I loved <laughs> yeah. my dad and respected him and uh, admired him. Uh so he would be laughing out loud if he would have seen that um I ended up, you know, taking the same seat that that he had had. But uh the 8 years at in Kansas City Kansas was re- remarkable and deeply rewarding. Uh you know, I I followed um, up um, uh, on the shoulders of uh, Carol Marinovich, who did a wonderful job. And really part of my goal was what I believed was important for KCK and Wyandotte County, which continue economic development, make sure there was stability within the government, which had not always been the case in Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas. I think investments attracted to that uh, and really try to move the entire community forward. So mm-hmm. spent eight years doing that. And some of the fun things I got to work on that I never would have imagined, you know, what's now Children's Mercy Park and um, the Cerner Office Complex that's out by the Speedway. Um, we built the first new grocery store in KCK in 30 years at 18th and I-70. It's an absolutely great project. Uh, you know, witnessed a lot of the great developments going on around KU Hospital and Medical Center, which still continues uh, to this day, and then got involved in trying to attract Google, Google Fiber to mm-hmm. the Kansas City region, which was really a lot of fun. And in the middle of that, we got a casino built out at, uh, out at Wyandotte County, out uh, by the Speedway. And so, you know, no matter what you want to do, if you, if you get out by the Speedway, we we'll probably have something to offer to you. Mm-hmm. Continuing incredible. to grow out there, right? It's continuing to grow out there. Uh, more housing, um, and, and, uh, s- some more office as well. Uh, it's, it's been remarkable. And, and, you know, the star bonds paid off early, uh, which means that, uh, this, this governing body right now currently has and will anticipate $14 million annually in sales tax additional every year going forward mm-hmm. that's, so that's great when you got started in in on your eight-year track there yep. did you have three bullet points of what you wanted to accomplish or did you have a master plan that kind of came to full fruition or well, how did you start that process yeah, i'm, I'm an optimist by yeah. nature and so i was on the um on the commission for two years okay. and what i you know that was just at the beginning of the speedway being announced and getting built and so it was just it felt like things were starting to come together mm-hmm. in a really remarkable way for Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. And uh, Carol decided she wasn't going to run again because there's no term limits in, in Wyandotte County. And so it was an open seat. And I just was I was energized about what I thought could happen in KCK and I wanted to continue it. And like I said, Michael, I was interested in making sure that there was continuity um, within the governmental structure. You know, I think a, a, at every level of government. Uh, you know, the ups and downs and the instability that can occur with changes of administration really, I think, can can set you back. And I knew that that wasn't something that Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas should have happen. And uh, so really trying to carry, you know, getting the baton from Carol and carrying it forward was yep. was what I believed was uh, important. And then really, if you look at the long term for Wyandotte County, Kansas City, Kansas, still true today. Um, I think there are two pieces that are extremely important. One 
is to make sure that there's housing opportunities to bring the middle class back to KCK. That's starting to happen. I think it's incredible. Um, Mayor uh, Holland has been able to announce the last two years that there's net population growth again in the county. Amazing. Then the second thing is to focus on education, to make sure that the young people that are growing up in Wyandotte County can fully engage in the economy, the great economy that's going on all around us um, here in the whole region. And so I think those things are deeply important. And I'm, I'm proud of, I think Mayor Holland's done a great job and, and there's a lot of good things to continue to come in Kansas City, Kansas, Wyandotte County. A lot of challenges, but a lot of good things too. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, you had a Senate KCATA, but one of the things I want to focus on is regionalism. That's important to you. So tell yeah. us why that's so important, especially with the state line here. You mentioned the Google Fiber, Fiber Project. Uh, we're going to uh, compete for the uh, Amazon project, yeah. which we could talk about later. But yeah. that's going to take some, um, you know, not bipartisan, but state line work. Yeah, we got to we got to erase the state line for that. Sure. We, here's uh-huh. the here's what I learned, Jason. Um, is uh, when I decided I didn't I decided not to seek a third term. So you know, towards the end of eight years, what what I uh, started to realize was every project that you could think of if you think about Wyandotte County. Um, is a project that relies on the region for it to be successful. And for a long time, that wasn't the case for Wyandotte County. We were pretty insular. So if you think about Nebraska Furniture Mart, for instance, yeah. if it's just Wyandotte County residents like me shopping in Nebraska Furniture Mart, it's not open for a week. Mm-hmm. It relies on people from all over the region. Same with uh, Children's Mercy Park. I'm a season ticket holder there. With the point of pride when I look around that stadium, there's some other Wyandotte County folks there, but there are people from all over the region that are coming to that. Same sure. with the Speedway. And so what I became, what I came to realize as I was leaving office was, my God, now my community, in order for it to thrive, the whole region has to thrive. And that really sort of got me um, really engaged in trying to think about where, where can I play a role in moving this whole region forward, getting rid of this border war to the extent that we can, and, and thinking about how to sort of knit us together. Because I think that's how we're going to be successful for the long haul. That's how we will grow. There's no doubt about it. Um, so KCATA was attractive to me, not because I technically know how to run a bus system. I don't. Thank God there's a great COO there, <laughs> Sam DeSue. I'd recommend you have him on the show. He's awesome. And, of course, you know, um, you've got um, a great a great team there. But I think I was brought on board um, really to try to knit that back together again. The, sure. the transit system really had, had become fractured by way of jurisdiction. So there was a separate operation in Johnson County, a separate in Wyandotte County, a separate in Kansas City, Missouri, and Independence, and I really was brought in to start to try to knit those things together. And I think in the short time I was there, we made some great progress. And now Robbie Mackinnon's in my chair and, uh, you know, he's, there could be no one that's more of a champion about regional transit than, than Robbie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's fundamentally important, not just because you, it's a good, that's the right thing to do. But at the end of the day, and this is, this is, this is for the chamber too, um, making sure that you're able to get people to work, um, that they have an affordable way to get to and from work is the key to part of our economic prosperity in this whole region. And having a system that functions together as a network, as opposed to operated separately in jurisdictions, is a good step forward in that. Talking to Joe Reardon, Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce President and CEO. we got a couple minutes left in this segment. We're going to get into the uh, airport terminal and better KCI here in the next segment. Uh, talk to us about Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. You've been on the job now for a little bit of almost two years, I guess, a year yeah. and a half. What's that been amazing. like, and, and, and what's, your, what's, your, what's your job there look like? Yeah, it's an amazing job, and we're a regional chamber, so we have great members like Michael that are engaged in, in our endeavor, and it really is a collective. 2,200 members, about 60% of our memberships based on the Missouri side of Kansas City, 40% based on the Kansas side, so we really are regional in nature, and it's the power of this business collective that's, that's pretty incredible. So I'll give you an example. 
Um, two years ago in Jeff City, we were in the State House and we fought against a, a legislative proposal, SJR 39, which was a, an attempt to have a constitutional amendment that would allow certain small businesses to s- discriminate against couples based on their sex relative to whether they would get services or not. Our chamber was completely against that. Well, when we went down to testify um, against that piece of legislation, um, we had somebody um, in the legislature attack us and say, hey, this is just big business trying to bully small business. We were able to pull out a sheet of 390 businesses from the smallest guy in the crossroads to, of course, some of our largest employers that collectively were saying, this is not right for Kansas City. It's not right for our future. Mm-hmm. And you could see the impact that made right. um, on that on that uh, committee that we were in front of. It's very powerful. The business community is a very powerful leader in the long-term destiny of Kansas City. So I'm, I get to sit, sit in a seat where we get to connect that all together, um, and, and it's it's a very rewarding job. KCChamber.com, Michael, we got to go to break here. But uh, one of the aspects we can touch on, too, is the public policy aspect. You bet. You guys do have a role in that as well as supportive uh, local businesses and uh, really great programs and events. We'll get into those, as well as the Big Five initiative and kind of some of the other initiatives you all are working on at the Chamber. Joe Reardon is our guest today. You're listening to Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us today. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. When it drops, Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill, 980 AM on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as at grillnationshow.com, where you can find photos of our guests and our podcasts as well. We're talking to Joe Reardon, who's the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, also joined today by Michael Viazzoli, who's the president and CEO of MoBank and BOK Financial, a contributor to the Grill Nation show. Joe, we uh, got a good background on you on the first segment. I uh, want to dive into one of our uh, hot topics in Kansas City right now, the uh, new airport terminal. And uh, I know you've been traveling around to different businesses throughout the throughout the Kansas City region, giving a, uh, a presentation on Better KCI. The, the Twitter handle for that is Better underscore KCI. Uh, tell us about what you've been up to, because this is a very important issue to Kansas City businesses. You know, when the pause button was pressed by uh, city government about a year and a half ago now, it's been, believe it or not, uh, we took a deep dive. The chamber, KCADC, and Civic Council collectively took a deep dive into what was important about this airport and in, in, in its importance to our future. And coming out of that, um, we realized that there needed to be a conversation that was deeper than the one that had been going on. So when we do a presentation on a better KCI, we're not really talking about how many steps you take or which side of the wall you're on or whether the restrooms have been cleaned. There's plenty of talk about that. We're trying to talk about the business case for KCI, how it's connected to jobs, how it's connected to growing Kansas City, how better air service matters to the future of cities across the country, including ours, and that a single terminal can matter to all of that. Mm-hmm. So we've gone through a lot of research. and We've done this amazing uh, presentation package, and we decided to reach out to our members and engage them directly in having a conversation with their employees. So we've done, I've done personally 75 of these presentations. We're well over 100. Um, everything from a small company to one of our largest was we were at the Federal Reserve Bank not too long ago, and we had 400 people and the building that came down uh, for for the presentation. So, and we've had a mix everywhere in between. 
so thankful to our members and businesses across Kansas City that have opened their doors for the conversation. And it's been a great conversation. Mm-hmm. And a better KCI, some of the, the talking points here and the, the bullets are access to more destinations, stronger economic driver for regional growth and jobs, improved conveniences and amenities, stronger airport security and modern technology and innovation, uh, major league city status for the next generation, and if you don't fly, you don't pay. Right. Uh, what are some of the questions you're getting uh, at these presentations from folks? I mean, I think you have all kinds of questions. So, you know, we've really focused on the why. So there's a lot of questions about, you know, Edgemore now has been selected by the selection committee or recommended by the selection committee. So there's a lot of questions about that, that we aren't really privy to some of those details because that's inside of city hall. So we really try to keep the questions and the focus on, you know, the business, why, why, why why we need this. Right. And so the questions, you know, we get are around air service. You know, if you, if you do put in a new single terminal, uh, can that lead to increased um, direct flights and, you can be competitive for those in a way that we aren't today. European destinations. European travel, destinations International as well. destinations, Interna- which is yeah. going to be big, I guess, for if you're competing for an Amazon uh, headquarters. It's so huge. If I, if yeah. I need to start commuting to Zurich, I can just fly direct from here. Well, I, ha- I can't promise that. <laughs> I've, I've, been hearing, I've been hearing the, uh, there might be a, a uh, direct to London at some point from the airport folks. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a sense of this. Um, so when we visited Dallas-Fort Worth on our leadership exchange trip that the chamber takes every year, last September – um, they told us that every international flight to them has the economic impact of a Super Bowl, $250 million a year. So you bring that back to Kansas City, what does that really mean? There's 300 people that start every day in Kansas City and end up somewhere in Europe. And with that number, a mid-sized city like Kansas City can compete for a direct flight into the European marketplace, probably by a European carrier because U.S. carriers still likely want to send you through whatever their hubs are. Um, when I started giving this presentation three months ago, there were about six cities on the short list. Um, all of them now have received a, a flight to Europe, including St. Louis most recently, where the last guy standing. Our aviation department's out trying to get this um, business because we have the numbers to justify it. But think about unloading 250 people off a wide-body aircraft and processing them through customs and immigration in our current um, configuration at the terminal. It's physically impossible as it exists today, and we're not competitive in how we can offer that. Um, to carriers that might be interested in the Kansas City market. New Orleans is a great example of a city that's been aggressive, that now is building a new international terminal, has a four-day-a-week direct flight to London on British Airways, and I think they just recently attracted a flight to Frankfurt as well. And they're an air market. They're not a hub. I mean, people aren't going to New Orleans to fly to London. Um, They've been able to exploit that opportunity. We have that opportunity in Kansas City. The terminal design is holding us back from being very competitive. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that vote will take place in November. Take it's a weird, it's a weird, uh, uh, logic of how it kind of came to be with the public vote for uh, private financing, but right. it's happening. That's correct. Uh, and, uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I, think I, am we're, too. I think that, I think that the education process is ongoing. Obviously, once we get through the, the selection of, of Edgemore and it goes to the city council, um, once that happens and we start talking about the things you're talking about more than the city council stuff, I think that uh, voters will see that. And I think it's important to make the business case because I think people just think of convenience for the, the, the regular traveler. I mean, we talked a little bit about Amazon, yeah. right? And we're yeah. trying to attract them. But just think about existing businesses in Kansas City. The way regions grow is they do business in more than just the region. So if you look at some of our growing businesses, there's a lot of them. Cerner, Black & Veatch. Burns and Mac, name whoever you a want. A lot of startups do, tech And a lot of startups. So, yeah. They're reaching out, you know, their wares and goods are being sold, their services all over the country and all over the world. Better access to those marketplaces means they can continue to grow in Kansas City and create jobs here 
that matters to everyone, even if you aren't the man or woman that has to get on the plane every week, yeah. right? Uh, so I think I didn't realize too just just how many uh, jobs we we lose, like from companies that want to move to Kansas City because of not there's not enough nonstop flights or direct flights uh, to destinations that they get to from states maybe that yeah. are on the coast that want to have a, a Midwest uh, location. There's plenty of folks that we deal with through the bank that either individual or business purpose they are on the road. I was talking to someone last night. He's going to Sacramento today for a pitch and coming back tonight. And if we don't provide and have a service that keeps up with the demands of our folks, we're going to lose those types of entrepreneurs. Yeah. How do, how do you deal with the kind of the, the core question of if you don't fly, you don't pay that. That's a huge issue. That's really got a lot of people confused, yep. if not kind of their head right on the whole issue. Right. I think it, I, I think it helps that it's private <clears throat> financing that's coming forward now. I do think it was difficult for many in the public to understand that you're, you would be voting to allow the city to issue bonds, but somehow or another, you as a taxpayer would not be responsible for them. Mm-hmm. So the private financing, I think, helps better tell the story that, you know, th- this isn't, this isn't funded by tax dollars. You know, your property or sales tax doesn't go to, to pay for this. It's paid for by the users of the airport. So it's paid for all those that are in the region that use the airport. So if you think about it for a Kansas City, Missouri voter, it's a great leverage. 88% of the users are outside the city limits of Kansas City, Missouri. They're going to be the ones that pay for a bulk of a brand new airport. And that is huge to, to reiterate to people. Yeah. It's the you same know. thing. It's the same thing with the Las Vegas. I had a stadium guy in last week, the Las Vegas. He's like, anything's possible in stadium architecture in Las Vegas. Anything's possible with anything because of all the tourists. Yeah. They pay for everything. That's right. So you're saying 88% will be paid for by? By people that don't live in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we do this right, the percentage could even go up because you could have folks transferring through the airport more because there's more connecting flights. And every time you interact with an airport, all of us, part of the plane ticket we paid helps offset the cost of that airport. So we're paying for other people's airport every time we fly. Wherever we go, we're paying for others. So it's not as if there's a way to control costs by saying, boy, if we just don't put a lot of money into this airport, you're going to have the cheapest tickets in the in the country. The fact of the matter is our tickets are increasing at the same percentage rate, national average, as brand new airports that have been built across the country, mm-hmm. Sacramento, Indianapolis. Their tickets are increased by the by the national average after they open those new terminals as well. So um, really what we're talking about here is, is an opportunity to allow Kansas City to propel itself forward. I think it's one of the last assets that really needs our attention in Kansas City to continue to make us a, a great region that can compete for an Amazon headquarters. You're mm-hmm. darn right we can. It's got to be your front door to your city, right? It is the front door. Um, you know, I get to work every day in Union Station. That was the front door of the past for yeah. Kansas City. And talk about the renovation there, like what it did for it. It was I mean, incredible. I mean, just yeah. your offices are there now. I mean, people are going through there. I've had a bunch of people in from D.C. Uh, for a wedding a few weeks ago. They went there and were just blown away. When this region gets together and decides to do great things, amazing things happen. That building or a little over 20 years ago was literally falling apart. And this region got together and the business community really led the charge. Passed a sales tax across the state line. We erased it. Rebuilt that building. I get to work in it every day. And guess what? Just two years ago, it was the front lawn for our celebration of the Royals winning the World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll tell you one of those. That goes back to your regionalism. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, and that and the same is the same is true in a lot of ways about the Gateway at KCI as well. Um, I think we're having to make up for a first impression every single time someone new comes to our city, and it just should not be that way. And by the way, I think one of the other myths to dispel there is we're not building Atlanta-Hartsfeld. 
This is not going to be Chicago O'Hare. My 13-year-old son would love to ride on a train like he does in Denver Airport. I had to tell him that's not going to be the case. This airport's going to be scaled to a size in Kansas City that's very manageable, but with 35 gates that can easily expand um, our marketplace. So it's going to be a livable kind of terminal, not a gargantuan one that you have a hard time managing. But innovative. But very innovative. But, 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 but should be a, a shining star for innovation, and people look to it in similar-sized cities and say, well, they did it right there. That's exactly right. And, and we have a lot of minds here in Kansas City that are very innovative. Make sure that's the case. And obviously yep. the Edgemore team, if they get selected by city council, has said that they want to be uh, – one of the reasons they got selected was they want to work with the city and with the community, which well, I think is that, a That's a huge expectation that they're going to have to live up to on, on that one. But I would tell you just this topic about the terminal, it is one of those transformational topics for our city that if we don't deliver on it, we're going to end up just withering away like a lot of mid Midwest towns are these days. I kind of agree with that. And yeah. I, I think it's, I don't think that's an overstatement. Yeah. I, no. Michael, I think you're right. Um, I think you're very much right. Well, it'll be exciting to see the campaign go to, go to, we got to get 50% for this one. That's right. I like oh, the last, the last Kansas city issue where it was 57%. That's correct. So that makes it a little bit easier, but I assume it'll be, uh, hopefully it will, it will rise. And, uh, but you know, these things are always competitive, right? Always competitive. And this one <laughs> certainly will be. We're talking to Joe Reardon, Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Michael Viazzoli uh, from MoBank BOK Financial President and CEO also joining me today on Grill Nation Show. We'll be back for our final segment of the day. Appreciate you joining us today on 980 AM. Listen to Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill, and co-host today and contributor to Grill Nation. Uh, Michael Viazzoli, BOK Financial and Mo Bank President and CEO is with me today. And uh, our guest today is Joe Reardon, Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce President and CEO. Uh, fascinating conversation about Better KCI. Uh, there's also a lot of other stuff going on that you work with, uh, Joe. Tell us about some of them. One is Healthy KC. Healthy KC has been an, an amazing initiative uh, that really has got the chamber engaged, not just in looking at how we can help support businesses and making sure their workforce is healthy, which is a fantastic part of the work that we do, um, but it also has allowed us to create unique partnerships to really move Kansas City forward overall. So one of the ones that really combines our public policy experience with health outcomes was a partnership that we formed with our healthcare institutions and with um, our um, insurance companies as well as um, foundations that deal with health. Uh, called Tobacco 21, which is an initiative to move the purchase age for tobacco products from 18 to 21 years of age. And, of course, the foundations and the hospitals, they know the data that you can absolutely have an impact on um, smokers by doing this. Mm-hmm. We went out, instead of going to the state houses, we went out to cities. Sure. And we engaged yeah. them. And we've now been to 24 cities across Kansas City and they've changed their law to change the purchase age from 18 to 21. So that's pretty significant having yeah, come is. from that. So it's not a resolution. Sign off Very on a letter. Very significant in Missouri. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's change your law. So I've been yeah. to some of these meetings where, you know, the police chief's there to explain how they're going to enforce it and licensing's there to make sure the businesses know what's going on. And so that affects, um, almost 1.7 million Kansas Cityans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really great. It was a power of a collective. It was the business community getting together with others that, you know, you really, sent a message you delivered a message when we come together like that you really can do it and the other ones 
um, our resiliency efforts. So if you look at young people and really their ability to learn and early childhood is one of our big five initiatives, resiliency and dealing with trauma that happens to so many kids, you know, on a day to day basis is so fundamentally important. So we've been doing a lot of good partnerships there. And the one that we announced recently, we're the first chamber to have a partnership with uh, Sesame Street in communities. And so, you know, I can hook you up with Cookie Monster if you need a <laughs> photo op. But it really is important. So our ability to affect young people, to get them uh, to, to be in a better position to learn early in life is just it. That's what's going to lead to viability for Kansas City in the future. You know, there's two things that um, you and the Greater Kansas City Chamber are, have taken on as their scope of responsibility is much broader region, not just Kansas City, Missouri. And there's two instances where I thought you've really – Shine. One is the legislative issue that we talked about yep. from a couple of years ago, and then this healthy KC, particularly with the Tobacco 21, to see how that's just kind of built momentum with such a common cause, and it required someone just to bring everybody together, and you took the lead on that, and it's been a huge success, and we're going to see years and years of benefits for, that for our kids. Michael, I, I can yeah. agree with you more, and what, what what's cool about that is that the business community can play this role of initiating regional strategies because, mm-hmm. you know, for each city, they're obviously their constituency is that city. They're concerned with that. It's not that they're not concerned with other things, but without someone like the business community saying, let's knit this together, no. you know, right now it's Tobacco 21, but put something else on that platform. And with credibility, we can go and engage yeah. and get regional movement to happen. And for Kansas City, that's so fundamentally important to our future because our competition is not across the state line. Our competition is other regions that are doing all they can to beat us at our game, right? That's mm-hmm. what it really is all about. And, and and you talked about some of those things. You have a leadership exchange, and you go to um, different cities, right? Correct. And so let's talk about that. Uh, first off, what is it? And then I want to talk about some of the things you notice that we do well in Kansas City and some of the things we need to work on as a region. Lead, our leadership exchange trip um, is um, a group of about 150 thought leaders from business to government to nonprofit they get together every year and we take a trip to another um, region where we think we might be able to learn something good that's going on and bring it back. Uh, you mentioned to, you went to, to Dallas. Dallas, Fort Worth was uh, to one. To see the airport. We did field, the airport, right? among other things. We, yeah. we saw the airport. Um, we also saw Clyde Warren Park where they covered over uh, what looks like I-670 with a park that's in downtown Dallas. A lot of people want that. Mark Alford from uh, Fox 4 contacted me about that and said, can we do this? I go, they've already been looking at this, man. For many, yeah. for a long time, I was on that trip, and that was that. That was really telling. It was all around temp- transportation infrastructure, but yes. also this inner city redevelopment, and that was a that was a really neat. So that's something project. that we could maybe work on, and I think downtown is developing I very do too. quickly. And yeah. I, and you know, if we're going to be attracting potentially some of these major companies, we'll probably have to get pretty innovative with uh, at some point a downtown campus for someone again. It, I mean, there's all these ideas that you could put together that are really interesting. Yeah. I, um, cities are the place, regions are the place where great things can still happen. I think the bond election in Kansas City, Missouri is an example of the voting public might be skeptical at the national or the state level. Um, but when the right things brought forward, Kansas Cityans believe in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to take that and leverage that for us to be competitive and be innovative. Um, we're on the cusp of that right now. There's, I really believe we're in an era in Kansas City uh, that's unique. Mm-hmm. I think we're in a growth – this region's stronger than it's ever been, in my belief. And, and so that's if, why we have to continue that. And, we, and we, have to, yeah, and we have to, and that, we have and to exploit he, it, right? Joe we, is a former elected official. He knows that uh, there can be pendulum swings often in elected officials, and hopefully 
uh, we have another mayor in a few years. We'll continue to grow. Yeah. I'm a pro-growth guy. So, but, but also think about some of the, the momentum that's behind some of these initiatives. We talked about the chamber teaming up with KCDC, sure, with Civic Council, and I know sure. Mark is in there at different times. Yep. And you know, those are all institutions that, in and of themselves, have some inertia that that will continue. On. Yeah. So we're at that crossroads of continuing. You said very good right now with regionalism and, and pride in, in Kansas City. What are some of the things that we could do better as a community that you've noticed since you've been on the job? Um, I, I think we have a lot of, of room to go around uh, regional transportation and transit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the streetcar is a good example of thinking about a different mode, but we ought to be the innovators in how you knit a whole system together that looks at innovation to drive it. And I think there's big opportunities there. I think the business community absolutely needs to have a voice in that to talk about job access and empowering people. Um, if you look at the way that regions work today, the regions that are successful are the ones where you, you've got a regional economy that gives an opportunity for everyone to participate and that's growing robustly. Mm-hmm. So when we were in Dallas, Fort Worth, they talked about decades ago where the mayor of uh, Fort Worth used to carry a sack lunch into Dallas if he had to go to Dallas because he wasn't going to pay for his lunch there. And if you fast forward to, to today, that region is growing so fast that all of those lines have been erased. And their focus now is to eclipse Chicago and become the number third largest metropolitan area in the U.S. We need to find our enemy and focus, and our enemy is not within – I mean, it's intramural sports, right? It's not St. Um, Louis. He almost said it. We, he didn't it, say it, though. It's not St. Louis. <laughs> you know, we talked about this last week. Right. We should be working with St. Louis. We should be working with St. Louis. But yeah. let's look at Indianapolis and, and understand you know, what they've done well. Nashville is an incredible mid city. Nashville's becoming a, uh, a very strong economic – and, and tourism is huge there. That's obviously. exactly right. And there's nothing physical Louisville about as well. Nashville. Louisville, Louisville as well. Their mayor is very yeah. awesome, and he's innovative. So, and yeah. so you really have to have strong leadership. But you're right. You got to be a region. And, and, and the and the business the business leaders of this community, like Michael and others, are the ones that will set the expectation for the electeds that come in the future. Because those those seats are going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, even without sure. even without term limits, those leaders are going to change. And if we set the tone and expectation for what this region stands for. I think will attract pe- people will gravitate towards that into elected office. That's important for our future. And we always have to be thinking about doing more than one thing at one time. Obviously, better KCI is huge right now, but you, like you said, you've got five or six different huge initiatives need, of the Big Five and Healthy KC. You guys are constantly thinking down the road, which is something we need fundamentally important. Yeah, we need to yep. keep thinking down the road as a city uh, and, and, and continue to grow. And, and, also, and want to compliment you on Gen KC. I yep. was at that event last week. That breakfast and, was incredible, and we've got just. A rotation of of young people from our company they're going to that and participating it's great Thank joe you. i appreciate you coming you on bet. the show today Absolutely. joe reardon you, president and ceo greater kansas city chamber of thanks, commerce Jason. michael Vizzoli, mo bank vok financial president and ceo thanks for uh, putting this together today it's been a great show it worked out well it worked out well thanks guys great being with thanks. you guys we'll see you next week on the grill nation show take care